The opinions expressed during this podcast are the individual's own and do not represent those of Wyndham City Council. Hello and welcome to another episode of Recently Returned. I'm one of your regular hosts, Kirsty, and I'm joined today by my colleagues, Margaret and Troy. Hey. Today we'll be talking to you about some of the graphic novels we've loved. If you're a comic or graphic novel fan, maybe you'll find a new favourite. But if you're new to graphic novels, hopefully one of our recommendations today will pique your interest and you'll give them a go. So let's just jump straight into it. I'm going to start with Margaret. What's your first pick for us today? Hello. So my first pick is called Spinning. It's written and illustrated by Tilly Walden. And Spinning is it's a book around ice skating and a girl growing up. It's a memoir by Tilly and I really loved it. Um, it's got a really easy flowing pace. So the story is all set in the one book. It's a graphic novel. So it's not like um, a series or anything. But it focuses on Tilly's tween and teen years, uh, her time practicing competitive ice skating, synchronized ice skating, and her experiences like at home, at school, her experiences of bullying and friendship, and her life growing up and working out who she is and finding her power. I really like it because it's a quiet story and it feels like the ice, the artificial cold, the ice skating rink, and it's just got a really nice, nice feel to it. It's, got, it's also got the speed and the individual power, though, of skating on the ice, and I think that that relates really nicely. So in this book, there's a lot of loneliness, but there's also tender closeness as well. So Tilly is gay, and she's known this since she was quite young, and she talks about her first romantic relationship with a classmate. Um, so I'm reading from the book now. A first love is important to anyone, but when you're both young and gay and in the closet, it's something else entirely. It wasn't the thrill or freedom that I felt that I remember. It was the fear. So it's it's a really like, like she holds onto things very closely and, and it's, it's a lot about learning about her fears and her power as well and getting close to other people. Um, so I really enjoyed this graphic novel as a graphic novel as well. There's such a delicateness to illustrations. There's emotions expressed in each of the faces. The camera angles, um, it's really like, it's, and you know, as a graphic novel, it can be quite cinematic. Um, the pages are quite sparse, but they're dense with the emotion. There's lots of clarity in the line drawings. And also there's like the lovely white space of the ice. It's a like a really clear kind of backdrop to the story. So I was reading something that Tilly, Tilly Walden wrote about writing the memoir as well. She said that she avoided visiting the locations and seeing the photos of her past and doing research and things because she wanted to write a story about ice skating, but she didn't want to get caught up in the details, like the dates and specific costumes, and, you know, who her teammates were and things like, well, you know, she knows who her teammates were. Um, she was writing a story about herself and it's more about the things that happen around skating and about her identity as well. Yeah. I actually have read this one as well. And, oh, yeah. and it is beautiful. And I just remember the feeling of motion in the illustrations of the actual skating. And, yeah. and you could see the, the turning and the speed and sometimes 
the spectacular falls. Yeah. Um, both, you know, physically and emotionally that uh, she goes through. And, yeah, I agree. It's just a really nice little novel. Yeah. And, yeah, I read it in one go, as I normally do with these types of graphic novels. They're just so easy to, to just um, read through, digest in that one sitting. I like them because they're, they're, they're kind of like movies, the way that you take in the story. Mm-hmm. You spoke a bit about the ice. Have you been ice skating? Yes. Yeah. And if you have been ice skating, um, you might know that that feeling, you know, that the cold and the sharpness um, and just also – even if you're with a lot of other people, there's also a solidarity to it when you're on the ice because you're often, you know, you're moving at a different pace to other people and you can, you you don't really get to to interact with other people so much, even if they're around you. It's a very solitary activity, I think, or oh, it can interesting. be. Yeah. I, I find it very interesting that you said that because one of the things I've heard someone say before about ice skating was that ice skating is an environment that humans are not designed to exist in at all yeah. it's such it's such a an alien environment like mean, you know we're you know especially given that we're essentially sticking knives on the bottom of our feet and then trying to yep. balance across this surface we're, that we're just wants animals us, that's it it just, it just <laughs> wants us to slide on our butts yeah and so I, and I think that i think i like i think that's if, if, if that's the kind of like ideas that managed to be kind of like captured with this this story and this artwork as well that's, I think that's a really impressive to be able yeah. to do. Yep. Have you read any other work by Tilly? Uh, no, I haven't. Ah. Well, that probably leads us in because I have. Oh, yeah. um, and I've, I've enjoyed everything I've read from her so far. But my recommendation today is one of hers as well. And it's interesting you say you read Spinning in one go because I read this one in one go and it's over 500 pages long and I started reading it after work one evening and just stayed up and I just kept reading I just thought I'll just move on to one more chapter yeah Uh, and and then by the time I knew it it was the end of the book and it was way too late and it was very very lucky (laughs) that it was a Friday (laughs) evening (laughs) Um, but this one's on a sunbeam by Tilly Walden. So I really enjoyed it. It's got such a strong ensemble cast, but the storyline uh, begins with Mia, who's who's a bit sad and seemingly lost young woman um, who joins a building restoration crew. But this is a sci-fi graphic novel. So the buildings they're restoring are in space and they can move and dock with other buildings in different parts of the galaxy. She doesn't go into that very much, but it's just a really cool bit of world building. Mm. So through flashbacks, we discover more of Mia's past at a one of those fancy pants space boarding schools where she meets and falls in love with a mysterious new student, Grace. In the present, we start finding out um, more about the crew that she's joined, including that they used to be people smugglers, but the good kind, the kind that sneak people out of terrible situations uh, and help set them up with a new life. So I'm not going to say much more about the plot, but knowing those two pieces of information <laughs> about Mia's mysterious girlfriend and the people smuggling past, you can kind of start to put two and two together. <laughs> I have no idea where it's going. <laughs> it sounds very interesting, though. <laughs> it is. Uh, I didn't. I don't want to give too much away. Yep. 
It's okay. You, but, yeah. you, you've sold me. It's fine. Uh, oh, that's good. That's good. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, as I was saying, the world building in this graphic novel is gorgeous. It's like a space opera. So it's like sci-fi with a kind of mythic, ethereal center. So there are the traveling buildings that I mentioned, the spaceships shaped like fish that, that move kind of sinuously through space and some things that are that are just dotted in there that aren't quite explained and are just left to your imagination. So in terms of the art style, as, as Margaret mentioned for the previous books, the, the character design is simple but really expressive. And I found it interesting that the colour palette is fairly muted, stays within the same range of colours. So you've got these large, beautiful vistas which are painted in reds and yellows and oranges and then the other sets might be in blues and greys, but you don't often get the full kaleidoscope of colours in the same panel. So it gives this kind of, not quite melancholy, but a, a quite gentle feel and yeah, it's it's a very compulsive read. It sounds wonderful. I like that. Um, like what you were saying about the colors, um, the the color palette. It's not it's not garish. It's not yeah. overpowering or anything. Like um, like in Tilly Tilly Walden's other work that I was reading, and sounds like the kind of one that I want to read. I'll I'll return it and you can. Okay. It. <laughs> Thank you. It's interesting, you know, what you say about colour, because I think that's one of the things that in a lot of graphic novels and comics is kind of, you know, play, like that's that's one of the things that people don't kind of put a lot of emphasis on. The emphasis does always seem to be on like the writers and the, the artists. And if someone else has kind of come in and done colour, I'm not sure who's done the, who's done the colour in this one, but, you know, a lot of people don't kind of realise how much colour can ev- evoke that emotion and that change of theme. You know, with those colours, were they kind of tied to? Do you, do you think they were kind of t- really tied to the emotion that was going on in the in the scene, or were they kind of like tied to like the world or the setting? A bit of both. Some of them were definitely tied to the mood, but also different settings had different thematic colours. Of the five hundred pages, green probably popped up in like ten of them when they happened to be on this world and they were kind of recuperating and they were safe and happy. They were in a place that had grass and a blue sky. And a lot of the other time they were they were inside, they were or they were in space and I didn't notice the lack of of the green and, and light colours until they were presented to me. Yeah. And I thought, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like a breath of fresh air, literally in the case of the narrative. But Tilly, uh, I think, did all of the writing, the illustration, and the coloring. She's I made a note. Be the case. She's made a note which art supplies she used in the in the inside oh, wow. cover. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, so I'll leave it there, and you can all borrow it yourselves and see what I'm talking about. And I'll go on to Troy and ask what your first recommendation for us is. Um, well, I mean, it's uh, again kind of a kind of a neat neat sort of segue from that kind of space opera. Um, the first one that I had here is actually from a, a series called Saga by Brian K. Vaughan and Fiona Staples. Uh, so Saga, again, very much a sci-fi 
opera. Uh, it's really that kind of like, you know, um, fantasy sci-fi um, again. So there's like, yeah, we're, we're in space, but we've still got the swords. We've still got magic. We've got spaceships that are actually just like trees that have launched themselves off the planet. So really kind of fantastical, strange world. Um, so the story literally starts with the birth of Hazel. And Hazel is the child of Alana, who is a, a character from the planet Landfall. Uh, and her father is Marco, who is from the moon Wreath. And this is a moon and a planet that have been in war for as long as either one of them can remain. So, Ooh. like, this is the most forbidden union of all kind. The, the idea that, you know, a winged uh, person from Landfall and a horned creature from Wreath could not only have a child together, but even have a relationship together, is the greatest of all great taboos. So, as well as being this kind of, you know, fantasy sci-fi um, story, it really is at its heart a bit of a, like, a romance, which is, is kind of weird. Like, it's about this forbidden love between these two and all the trials and things they have to go through just in order to still be together. At the same time, it's a soap opera. Like, it is over the top. You know, there'll be uh, characters that are trying to, like, get their story, you know, so that they could publish it and become a Pulitzer win Prize winner kind of thing. And then there are other characters who are swearing vengeance against them and hunt hunting them down. Um, there's bounty hunters. There's royalty that are all got televisions for heads. It's just completely crazy. And it's just Staples' art in it is absolutely gorgeous um they're all computer um painted artworks pieces of art so you know where kind of like with the book you were talking about earlier kirsty you know the artwork was kind of very very emotive but kind of a more simpler simpler um style this is a very elaborate very you know painted style but what's interesting as well is the way that staples in the scenes kind of tries to draw your attention to certain things so like if a backdrop isn't too important it's a very kind of simple muted kind of you know um, backdrop that lacks a lot of detail but the what she wants to draw your attention to is this very intricate very beautiful piece of, of artwork and while i say beautiful yes you know our protagonists are very attractive very handsome looking creatures but there are also very elaborate you know, monsters that are just like these overdone, disgusting creatures that she has put so much detail and so much work into that they are disgusting to look at, but also <laughs> compelling to look at because there is just so much going on. Like you, as soon as you turn that page over, so you get that that splash page, which has this, you know, full image of some monster that's about to attack them. You know, at first you're just revolted looking away and then you start looking close and trying to find all the little like pustules and whatever yeah. else put on there. <laughs> it's just, it, it it is such a complex and strange world, but such an interesting ride. Um, and Vaughn doesn't hold back. Like in his storytelling, like there are moments that will leave you weeping. You know, 
he's not afraid to go and kill off a character that you love at all. Like, you know, very Games of Thrones-esque. As soon as you start falling in love with the character, he's going to go, right, time for that one to go. Oh, uh, no. So he does not hold back. So very interesting, very odd, very graphic. It's it's not going to hold back. Like, if you have a weak stomach, I can't recommend it to you. But <laughs> if, if and, you're able yeah. to put up with a bit of, you know, like, well, yeah, so Margaret, you've, you've checked this out I've, before. I've read, uh, I think, up to, like, I think five of them. I love yeah. them. Um, but then I think I think I got to the end of where I could and then I stopped. So I've taken a big break. So I want to start it again. But yeah, like you're saying, it's fast and it's it's like it's sad and wonderful, but it's also really funny. And there's these weird things that happen in there. Like um, wasn't there like a storyline where someone joins in like a um, actually like a soap opera? Yes. Yes. So there's, there's these things that link in and go over the top and and then there's this seal as well, isn't there? This seal. Oh, like, goose. Like, goose yeah. the seal. Yes. Yeah. I have a T-shirt with goose on it. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to remember there's a lot of violence around in that part. Yeah, there's it's it's one of those things like I've I've you know I've I've talked a lot about kind of like the fully gross monsters and like the beautiful characters, but there's also just these really cute and bizarre little creatures. And yeah, goose is the perfect example. This cute little like bipedal seal man who's just wielding a giant spear and threatening everyone yeah yep there's lots of cuteness and there's lots of like really gorgeous and beautiful people like you said um the two main characters and and you know lot, lot, there's just it's just it's vivid and it's vast and luscious and yeah yep it sounds like something that's going to be added to my ever-growing list of things <laughs> Uh, this podcast, my list never ends. Uh, <laughs> so, Margaret, I yeah. will ask for your second recommendation. Yep. Okay. So, uh, I seem to go with a bit of a theme with my reading um, for this podcast and my uh, my recommendations. Um, my second one is called is Fence. It's a sports comic series. Um, and it's written by C.S. Packer, illustrated by Johanna the Mad, and it's, the colours are by Joanna Lafuente. So Fence is quite different in tone and feeling to spinning. Fence is about a, uh, a boys' private school competitive fencing group. I, I read volumes one to three, and I'm very much looking forward to volume four at the moment. Um, so it's fast-paced. The, the fencing matches actually take up a large part of the story, but the main character, Nicholas, is also it's also about him discovering who he is, he's developing friendships, and discovering his power as well. But this, this series, is it's much more lighthearted. Uh, it's dramatic and fast-paced. It's so funny and sharp, you know, like you would expect a story about fencing to be. Touché, <laughs> 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 um, Margaret. Uh, uh. <laughs> but um yeah i i read it i read three volumes in one sitting it's like the the volumes are too short i just want more so in terms of the illustrations um they're just totally gorgeous they're very colorful and they're very clean with sharp lines the characters are all very attractive and, and handsome and beautiful in it and it you just want to read more it's very like it, it's addictive reading. It's um it's a romance as well, and sports themed and yeah, 
just lots lots of wonderful things. So this story also uh, features LGBTQI characters, but sexuality and gender, it's not described or explained in this series, or it's, it's not pointed out as anything different. It's just who they are and part of the story. And so it's it's wonderful to read. I was kind of worried that I wouldn't be able to get into this comic because I tend to not really like comics, like the kind of the series ones, apart from Saga, which I love. Um, you know, but I've tried to get into the, the superhero ones and things like that. And I just can't, I can't get into them. Yeah. And I tend to go back for action-based stories, but this one's just so readable. It's genuinely funny and I'm really looking forward to volume four, which we have at the library, but I have on hold. So, yeah, that's for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I actually have also read this one, um, and I've yeah. I've read through to volume four, and oh, you cool. will just want volume five after yep. <laughs> after you've read it. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if that makes things better or worse, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I love a good enemies to lovers trope, which which is going on a bit here. I can't remember how far volume three has gotten in that. I think romantic rivalry kind of, kind of arc <laughs> yeah it's been hinted at I think yeah yeah I think even by number four we're still reading between the lines a little bit but it's coming it's coming I can tell yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting um yeah I also found it really fast paced the action like the pacing of the the fights is really good I quite enjoyed the psychology of the competition as well, how the different characters are approaching the matches differently, spiking each other out or or not, uh, as yeah, the case may be. Yeah, supporting each other. Yeah. yeah. There's lots of support and friendship in this series and it's really lovely to read. Yeah. But, yeah, this, this one is just – it's so – it's so genuine and it's so funny as well. Like there's, there's moments where I've laughed out loud in here and when reading it and it's, I, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Thank you very much for that one. I'll actually just jump back to Troy for your next recommendation. Okay. Well, uh, I ummed and heard about this one a little bit before settling on it. Um, yeah. I, you know, I know it's not Margaret's favourite genre, but it actually is a superhero comic. So one of the reasons why I'm the nerd about it, it's uh, called Invincible, um, and it was created by Robert Kirkman and Corey Walker, uh, although for the majority of the series, it, uh, the artwork was actually done by an artist called Ryan Otley. Um, so this is another uh, American comic, like um, Black Saga, uh, which, which was initially released in kind of like monthly editions. It is now finished, unlike Saga. Um, and it, it is a superhero comic, but uh, when it was created by uh, Kirkman and Walker, they were really trying to create a superhero comic that was kind of true to the superhero genre, but was still a bit of a, playing a bit of a joke on superheroes. Like, you know, they would kind of, something that a superhero would never do, they would get their characters to do. Something you would never see in a superhero world. Um, they, you know, you would see it in this world, you'd see that sort of stuff happening. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, at its core, uh, what this book is, is a coming-of-age story. So our lead character in this is the superhero Invincible, um, real name uh, Mark Grayson, and it's about when he is kind of in his you know, mid to late teens and he first finally develops his superpowers. 
which he knew he was going to get because his father is kind of like the greatest hero on earth, Omni-Man. So while we start with Mark as a young man, you know, we're watching him get into his first relationships. We're watching him leave high, high school. We're watching him begin kind of like thinking about career and, you know, career in terms of civilian life, but also career in terms of superhero life. We're seeing the, the complexities that he has and, and how he kind of deals with that. But then we're also seeing these complexities of superhero life where when you think about it, the stuff that happens to superheroes is really very full on, especially for you know young people. And so, you know, having to deal with what happens if you are facing, facing a supervillain, do you kill them? You know, do you throw them into the sun? Do you just try to lock them up? You know, I mean, I know this sounds weird, but like it's everything yeah. that, that everything that happens with this character has long lasting kind of like ramifications. It's not something that where it's like, oh, OK, if ever anyone out there has watched those kind of like Marvel movies, you know, in, in one of those, they are talking about, oh, you know, you've dropped a city somewhere. Oh, well, you know, you've blown up this building. Mm. No ramifications. All right. This book has ramifications. There is always, I you know, if, sorry. I think this sounds like one I would like to read then. Yeah. Like it actually yeah. it keeps going. Like one of the uh, old, you know, internet arguments over a Superman movie was Superman destroys a city and everyone thanks him for it. All right. <laughs> like in, in this book, Invincible gets into fights with numerous big Titan villains and yeah, saves the planet and saves hundreds upon thousands upon millions or whatever of people. All right. But there are ramifications. People have died. Cities need to be rebuilt. People need to be kind of like held accountable. And it happens. And at the, and the whole time this is going on, he's still fighting hormones. So. Yeah. And the, the superhero is a teenager. Yeah. And coming to terms with like, I haven't read it, but it sounds like, you know, they're, they're coming to terms with, oh, my gosh, I just killed someone or something like that. Yes. And. While the story starts off as being a very family friendly and even make comments at the start, it's like, this is a family title. After you get through a couple of volumes, it starts getting a lot. It, it does start getting, you know, kind of ex accepting that it started off as being cute and friendly in the same way that like he thought, I'm going to be a superhero and it's great. But then as the world starts getting more complex, the solutions aren't always as black and white or as good and bad as you would want them to be. And so the world and the art and the story gets darker to reflect the more difficult things that are going on. That said, though, there are still, you know, Robert Kirkman, writer of The Walking Dead, um, as well as a heap of other comics, like the man knows how to write comedy. There are definitely hilarious moments in there. Lots of sight gags, beautiful artwork by Walker. Like there are just moments of full power with these heroes but also moments of like sorrow, of deep kind of like love and regret. Um, and then of course, we've also got the gratuitous violence. If you're a fan of superheroes, I would definitely say to check it out because as a someone who's been a fan of superheroes since I was like five, um, this is my favorite superhero story of all time. Um, if you're not big on those kind of superhero stories, give it a try, you know, give it a try just to see if the other kind of like elements of this, you know, still make, you know, make it something that's, that's interesting and compelling to you. Yeah. I guess if this one sounds interesting to you, you might also want to check out Strong Female Protagonist, which started as a webcomic, but has been printed. I know we have the first 
two volumes in the library, I think, as well. Yep. Uh, that's another kind of superhero one that's interrogating the morals and the implications behind and it's very strong on social justice and the, the characters finding themselves and finding their own moral centre. Um, that one's by Molly Ostertag and Brennan Lee Mulligan. So just reminded me of that. People can get two recommendations for the price of one, which is free. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually don't have a a full second recommendation. So instead, I asked a couple of people for one or two sentence recommendations that I could share on their behalf. So from Sean, we have a recommendation for the series Lucifer. Sean says, Lucifer... Uh, is spinning out of Neil Gaiman's The Sandman. Mike Carey asks the question, what would happen if Lucifer retired from ruling in hell? So that sounds pretty interesting. I have never gotten into Sandman myself. I don't know if either of you have. No, I never have either. I know it's supposed to be great, no. but I've never gotten into it. Yeah, I might have to I, look I out do watch him. Lucifer on Netflix, though. Ah, I wonder if it's... Yeah. If they're connected. I think they are, yeah. Hmm. Well, we've got the first five of those in the library collection, so... You can reach it. Yes. <laughs> You'll have to let us know how similar they are. Uh, and Kylie recommends Check, Please by Ngozi Yukazu, which she describes as... Closeted gay baker Eric Biddle moves north for college because being gay in Georgia wasn't great. The story is introduced through his blog, which focuses on his two main loves, hockey and baking. That is, until he is checked, check being when one player slams into the other, uh, (laughs) until he is checked like a year later by his crush on the super serious hockey robot captain, a captain (laughs) who is really, (laughs) I've read it, it's an accurate description. Um, (laughs) It is, yeah. A captain who is dealing with the expectations of failing at being a hockey prodigy. Uh, And she says, overall, besides the drama, the rest of the characters are hilarious. And I've read this and agree, it is super cute. It's Mm -hmm. it's so fun. Um, If I had to rate my two teen boy sport graphic novels from today's podcast i i would probably say i enjoy check please more than fence oh, um okay but I'll that's just per- personal taste i guess um yeah, it's it's very cute now haven't you <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really glad that that was a recommendation because that was one of the other ones i was considering um bringing today so i'm glad that got a that got a say there's a lot of ice skating going on around here. Yeah. Yeah. So many sports themes and ice skating themes. And space themes. Yep. So uh, thanks, Troy and Margaret, for sharing those great recommendations. As always, we love hearing from any of our listeners. So if you read any of these graphic novels uh, or if you've got something you, you'd like to recommend or just a comment, just shoot an email to recently returned at windham.vic.gov.au or send a message to our Facebook page at Libraries in Wyndham. Thanks for listening and happy reading. Yes, guys. Thanks. Happy reading. <laughs>